Hello and welcome to our next episode of What We Are All About. The idea for this podcast came from going through life and figuring things out step by step. In societies that tell you to grow faster, the question comes up if there can be different approaches to life and its pace. Come along with us. To us, it's the journey that counts the most. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of What We're All About. This is Solvalen. And Steve. <laughs> is that your new thing now? Just trying to ease myself in, not give you a scare. Mm, okay, so yeah, 8 the one of my lucky numbers actually. And also the number that showed up when we... Yeah, so on the plane to Scotland... Um, I was sitting on the seat number eight and the number eight always shows up when I'm on the right path for some reason. And yeah, that was the number that showed up right before we got engaged basically. And I even posted about it and said, oh, eight always means I'm on the right path. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so just Forgot a little funny story about that. Yeah. Oh my God. And now it's eight past eight in the evening. Yeah, that's we, another sign. Can we prove that somehow? Because people will not believe that. Totally, we can't prove that. I don't think so. Oh, let's take a selfie. Let's people. take a selfie. We'll we'll post it fast, fast, fast. Let's try. I think um, we managed to take it during eight past eight. So I'll add that to our story and try to add the time for it. Because yeah. if I post it today, then it should show the time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So then we can prove it. Um, I think we should just... That's the podcast over. It was too exciting. I think that was too exciting. Yeah. That was our All highlight. Right, <laughs> our highlight already <laughs> just smashed it out. Okay, that was really funny. Like, I didn't even know when we started recording. Okay, I love this. I love this one. Okay, cool. Um, So for some reason, we are on the right path again this week. Sounds good to me. Feels like we haven't like recorded in ages because we went up to visit my family like a week ago basically yeah and um that was really nice some family time much needed yeah. family time. time by the sea yeah so what else oh yeah to catch up on the episode seven what we were talking about when we talked about the tofu in the japanese tiny mountain village with all the temples that was actually i looked it up because i was too curious and um, that was sesame tofu okay how did you actually find that because i mean i wouldn't know where to start googling i just basically googled like tofu koyasan or ah, or is it koyasan i i'm not sure oh you're asking um excuse our pronunciation of japanese but um so yeah it's made by grinding roasted white sesame seeds and boiling ground sesame seeds mixed with some sort of starch japanese starch And yeah, its unique sticky taste is born from the sufficient grinding of roasted sesame seeds. So yeah, it was all sesame seeds actually, that tofu. That's cool. why it was so smooth and silky. Yeah, like, I feel like their description, this like unique sticky taste is somewhat unappealing sounding. But it <laughs> like, 
I don't remember being too sticky. No, it wasn't it was sticky. Nice it was really silky. Like it was like silken tofu, but had a really nice flavor. I always think yeah. silken tofu, like lots of people use that for nice desserts. So I'm sure it works for texture wise, but silken tofu doesn't really taste like anything. Yeah. But that tofu was just on point. You could yeah. just um, have that on its own. It was a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Um, then to quickly... Yeah, I wanted to just say something about that whole, the whole protest and everything that's going on. So we'll share whatever we come across along the way as well. And I think it's okay for people to take their own time. So not everyone has to come out with something now and have, has to have the answers to everything. Are you referring to the Black Lives Matter? Yeah, to the yeah. Black Lives Matter and all the protests that are going on around it, basically. Um, so we listened to Sam Harris's podcast. You can find that on all podcast uh, platforms, actually. And it's um, episode 207. So I think he really sums it up quite, quite good to understand a bit of a bigger picture. And I think it's important to have an open mind for different opinions and um, to... Yeah, somewhat tries to disconnect from the naturally heightened emotional state of the whole thing and tries to be somewhat objective and unbiased mm -hmm. looking at statistics yeah which can be a controversial issue in its own right but yes i think when you're dealing with a matter where you feel like um the facts should speak the truth like this because it's um you know you need evidence to support your claims you need to you need statistical evidence and he rightly sort of digs into it and brings up some interesting results but it's yeah. really yeah it's, it was a lot of it was quite eye-opening, I, I felt like. Mm -hmm. I think and so too. it was quite, uh, you know, shocking in equal parts, but... And yeah, we'll, we'll share other things as well along the way. And I read also like a book, it's called On Tyranny. Um, is it Tyranny? Do you pronounce it like that? Or Tyranny? Tyranny, yeah. yeah. Tyranny. Tyranny. How uh, <laughs> we call it in the Highlands? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm also... I also just started reading why I no longer talk to white people about race. So I'll, I can also share some of that, those thoughts along the way. But yeah, if, I still find it quite hard to put all the thoughts on it into proper words. And yeah, like you said, those statistics, like it's, it's always hard to get the truth from statistics and yeah, everything around it. But also something that we all like, we talked to some friends about these things and like the underlying problems are probably like that we need like a systematic or structural change. Yeah. So it's not just the one conversation. And one thing I liked about the issues that Sam Harris brought up was that, yeah, some people were fired because they used the hashtag all lives matter. And that it's like a really sort of that there's only one truth now that people can have and the conversation is very one-sided. So if we want to live in a democracy, we have to be able to at least listen to other voices and to have the feeling that everyone can have their standing point and then we can come together and discuss it. But um, yeah, if you're sort of ripped apart as soon as you think you're doing a good thing as well. I don't think anyone used that hashtag to to be bad or to upset anyone. So I think we need to be mindful of, of where these things come from, maybe. Yeah. And also then, like, he also brings up something that 
I've listened to quite a few podcasts as well and there's um, I can also share some more if you're interested let me know but one thing yeah he, Sam Harris brings up as well it's like let's not sort of like allocate anything that happens in everyday life to racism to so it shouldn't always be assumed that it was out of a racist motivation um And yeah, today I listened to a podcast where a woman was talking about an experience in a coffee shop and, you know, she was just said like she was told that she tried to cut the queue and tried to jump in front and then, but that wasn't the issue. And yeah, so another woman helped her out and kind of cleared it up, you know, but I was kind of thinking we all have these situations in our everyday to day life and we should like try to be compassionate of the ones around us and I can also feel that again I can't speak for um, people of color and I'm not trying to do that I can only speak for myself and I often like when we even had a situation like that the other day again when there's like a male person doing something like that to me I always assume like oh he's doing that because like he wants to undermine me as a woman but often it just means that the person actually isn't aware and isn't awake and is not even realizing his or her, his surroundings. So yeah, I think we, I just wanted to bring that up that if we always have these like reasonings, then there's like in me that sort of provokes anger and it's not really helping me if I think like that, if I always assume the worst in people. So I think it's, important we all like think it comes from a good place from the other person until maybe proven otherwise i'm not saying that there's not cruel things going on in the world i just think that yeah especially because you know we work at a coffee shop as well we know how these things go down with cues so i've been on both sides and sometimes it just gets confusing people don't know the process of ordering and that is completely fine and then it ends up someone is being upset but if that someone then thinks oh it's because they have like they have red hair or whatever their their feature is that makes them think oh this is or for me I don't know maybe like because I haven't got smooth enough skin or something like that you know or you're not pretty enough or like there could be so many reasons why you think the other person preferred other one in front of you or next to you or actually behind you and yeah I just think yeah I'm not sure actually maybe I'll cut this all out because it's like so hard to put in words and I don't even feel like we're super allowed to speak about this but I just I think we're allowed to speak about anything we want to yeah I know I think that as soon as you you eradicate the freedom of speech then we welcome a lot more problems into our society yeah I think we should all be, we should all feel like we have the freedom to discuss things and voice our opinions without fear of offending people. I think we all go out of our way by default on some subconscious level to not offend people. Um, if we make a mistake with something we say, I think most people are ready or open for correction or for learning the better way to phrase things. Mm -hmm. But often you don't realize you made a mistake until you indeed make the mistake and then uh, you learn how you could have done it better. So yeah. you learn how to do better next time, but you don't, it's a bit like you don't learn how to improve before you fail and are forced to revisit it yeah. and you're maybe taught the correct way by someone else. So you learn. I think it's the same as discussion and your opinions. I mean, 
I like the opinions I have now as a 35 year old are only a result of 35 years worth of not necessarily mistakes but progress and lots of that progress was mistake making mm -hmm. so I, I you know I've had so many embarrassing discussions over my years like you know I dread to think if I could if I could hear recordings of my discussions or debates from when I was 20 years old, they would be so shocking and embarrassing. Yeah, of course, but that's the thing, like, since we're recording it, it's a bit... we'll see, yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see why recording it is any different than talking to someone in the street. Like, I'm, I'm talking to you now, maybe 20 people will listen to it, but what's the difference? If I go and talk to somebody else on the street, they're recording it in their memory. What's the fundamental difference? Mm-hmm. You know, I could go and gather 10 strangers in the street and make them listen to me or <laughs> ask them to listen to me. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand the difference. I don't see why it should really impact our freedom of speech. I think it, if there are problems with sharing views and stuff on social media, I think that to me that displays or suggests a critical issue with the entire like allowance or occurrence of social media and not yeah. necessarily the like the liberty of freedom of speech like just because like some views will get blown out of proportion or will get you know shared too much or someone said something mistakenly and it goes viral that's mm -hmm. a problem in a sense with social media yeah it's not a problem with freedom of speech like the freedom of speech has been around for thankfully for quite some time now mm -hmm. and hasn't been problematic until social media kind of spins a whole new light in it but in my opinion the problem doesn't lie with yeah the speech yeah like, and so I think that I mean it's true and I think again we, we touched on that like a few for a few episodes now how it's like we believe it's really important to share everything basically you're going through because always when you share it you get another perspective maybe from another person in front of you yeah. and we are open to learning we are open to like readjusting rethinking it's just yeah Basically, what I wanted to bring up, I think it's important to look at different angles of this whole situation. Yeah, I just don't understand why there would ever be a reason or an excuse to, to absolutely limit speech. I don't, like, it's quite a touchy point for me. Like, let's just take, like, you know, instead of mincing words, let's take, for example, um, if there's an African-American person who wants to hop onto social media and start telling their perspective, no one in the right mind right now is going to come out and say, excuse me, sir, madam, you're not permitted to share your views mm -hmm. because that might seem racist. Yeah. And maybe it could be an act of racism. Maybe it couldn't be. So I think it's reasonable to say that everyone would let this woman or man share their views in social media yeah. on this topic. Yeah. So if I would like to hop onto social media, which I'm doing now, and discuss my views, why is it any different? Yeah. Like, why should I, why should I feel like there's any... Why should I feel like there's any reason to censor what I say? I think it's obviously dangerous to have social media because you get people with very extremist views that are quite destructive mm -hmm. and they can be very charismatic and persuasive so they can um, they can persuade people to do damage to others. Yeah. But this is a problem with social media, not because of freedom of speech, because freedom of speech is basically a fundamental part of almost all modern societies. Yeah. And these people can go around talking on the street or sort of voicing their views with megaphones in parks, you know, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. So I think it's the fact that it goes viral and whatnot and you can reach people shows that people now have more power to share. But again, that's just simply a social media issue that we have to concern ourselves with. And I think that 
if based if if one group of society one demographic is allowed the the courtesy to share their views on social media then every group should be allowed mm-hmm. and i'm also very tolerant of people saying silly things you yeah. know sometimes people say silly things you don't have to take it so seriously if somebody says a silly thing about white people i'm not going to take it so seriously like yeah, maybe that, that's a different sort of history you know like so i i totally get that that's uh because we haven't been enslaved in the history but that brings me to another point so what i thought was quite sort of suitable to this topic as well It's like um, a podcast that Oprah Winfrey did with Eckhart Tolle or Tolle. He also sort of says in that, so it's like a conversation about his book, A New Earth. And just a little disclaimer, I haven't read the book. I'm just like referring to that podcast. But he sort of says that only the ego makes classifications of inferior and superior or identifies with inferior and superior you know so maybe that's quite an interesting thought as well that it's very much ego driven these like thoughts and i think lots of our us are are striving to be in the present moment so even though it's important to know your history it still needs to be possible for you to be a new person that is trying to create a better environment for everyone included also nature and things like that you know so yeah but that will certainly only be achievable if we allow people to share their opinions if we go around saying like oh let's all try and learn from each other and create a better world oh sorry you can't speak mm-hmm. oh um uh no no you're not allowed then it's never it, it's fundamental that everybody on the planet is allowed to share their views and learn from other people yeah and just because i have an opinion now doesn't mean to say that it might not change sometime soon i hope that i'm always learning and i hope that i can learn from people with better views or they've been through things i haven't been through and i can they can teach me to see things from another perspective that's a great thing but i how do i know i will get to that stage all i know is what i now know i should be able to talk about it i think everyone should be able to talk about what's on their mind and not be so terrified of making a mistake lo and behold We all missed it. We all make mistakes. That's true. Yeah. I can't see there being an argument against that, to be honest. And just because certain members of society who belong to certain demographics, you know, there've been thousands upon thousands of white criminals who, you know, in the past and probably still today, they've committed atrocious crimes. Seems to be especially in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of white people. But why should uh, why should a a 10-year-old white, white ch- child of today be limited in what they can speak about because of that. Just mm-hmm. because like their ancestors from like God knows how many years ago did things. It just seems remarkably crazy. Yeah. You know, everyone should feel like they have the right to express themselves. They're not... When, when a 10-year-old girl speaks about something, she's expressing herself through the veil of society, but she is herself. She's not just a product product of the white race, mm-hmm. you know? Individuals make up groups. There are indeed groups in this, in this world today, but they're made up of individuals. And we all have a right and almost responsibility to speak up and share our opinions. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a police state. Yeah. Sometimes the opinions might offend people, but I feel like that's just life. That's 
We're emotional beings, we're not computers that operate on a binary code. Sometimes things touch an emotional chord within you and it makes you upset. Mm -hmm. I get it. I think the real problem is when someone's not willing to see something else from the other side. Yeah. I think if I say something that offends somebody and they and they mention it to me and say, this was really offensive, um, would you like to see it from another side? Mm -hmm. I, I really hope I'm okay with that. Like I'm pretty sure yeah. I am. I would always listen and say, and maybe say I'm deeply sorry, I didn't, I didn't try and offend. Or I understand what you're saying. It's it's really important that I actually adopt this view because I, I had no idea that it was offensive. Yeah. That's the only way you can learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I think it's quite, quite well explained by Sam Harris in greater detail, but I just wanted to basically come to that point again. Like, if we always assume something is because of our outer look or our our like, makeup. gender or something like that yeah. yeah um then it gets problematic because i often mistake people for for doing that to me you know like maybe being anti-feminist so i can only speak from that viewpoint but i often think i just think it's important to remind ourselves that everyone is trying their best in this very moment the best they can do and that might not always be the right thing in our opinion but also that usually people don't want to harm you like yeah i think that was in the what was it called again the tv show that we watched um oh yeah afterlife that was an afterlife quite um well portrayed as well you know like just because someone might act grumpy to you that might mean that they just found out that their that their mother died or whatever you know like you never know what happened before yeah you are the receiver or some like something impolite but often that has underlying completely other reasons yeah. so yeah i just wanted to bring that up because if i'm in a bad mood and feel vulnerable to things like how we talked about in the previous episodes then i more think it's because i'm a woman and he was a man that thought he could just do that to me but then yeah we had a another <laughs> little jogging experience the other morning and a jogger actually thought that he had to jog in between of us um even though we were walking quite closely i mean especially during um covid19 maybe not the greatest of moves but then i was actually thinking you know usually i always take that upon me that it's because i'm a woman but then i was thinking he would have probably done that to you as well yeah. so it's it's not always as simple as saying like it's because i'm a woman you know so even though i think it's really really important that we all strive towards equality and that different voices are heard and are more presented in the media and completely get that and i do think it's important and yeah and i think that you know sam harris's podcast relies heavily on looking at statistics which is I believe it's becoming a controversial point of the whole discussion mm -hmm. because the use of statistics is quite stigmatized in this day and age in certain circles. And and I agree though because I do agree, you but can... I also think that that's problematic because basically it is it is our tried and tested method of recording or of analyzing and recording patterns. Yeah. AKA data. Yeah. And for example, let's just say if I see somebody assaulting people in a park and then I report the incident to a policeman and I say I saw this gentleman over here assaulting five people that's basically statistics 
Mm-hmm. He assaulted five people. That's yeah. a fact. So I'm, re- I'm reporting that's in my memory. You know, this brings about the whole question of the validity of and the reliability of stats because there can be mistakes recording them. There can be exactly. manipulations yeah. and so forth. But this can also, this can happen all the time. I don't, is there, is there an imperfect way of recording what happened that's debatable? Even video can be uh, doctored now. Mm-hmm. You can fake it. So it's, yeah. Or memory can be, um, you know, falsified. Or stories can be manipulated. It's crazy. It's it's so hard to tell. But we just have to kind of, either we trust the stats or we trust the organization which produces them, or we cannot discuss patterns of anything. I always used to have a problem with statistics because yeah, like you say, even that person in the park. What if like the five people before like attacked yeah, him but you and then need you to know be like how you use that because yeah. I think the way I understand it is, is that those people who the researchers create statistics if they're good researchers and indeed good journalists or people or whatever they're piecing together whether that mm-hmm. be a report or a consensus they need to be careful about how they actually use the stats and if they claim if they have too bold a claim for the stats and that can be dangerous if this they say this one stat here proves that such and such is how it is. That's dangerous. But if they say this is simply the recordings, maybe it could be seen to signify this, maybe not. So if you're someone who's out there drawing conclusions or in a discussion, you decide to use stats, I think it's probably then beneficial that you choose a variety of sources and you say, well, these five stats here could be used to support my claim. Mm -hmm. However, these five stats here could be seen to go against my claim. So, and you can probably pick up and pull apart like an infinite number of stats but at some point you might see an overall or like an overarching pattern and you can only do that from the use of stats because a stat is basically a report yeah it's just data it's a reported it's like a story but it's all we have to go on mm-hmm. and i think that you know the use of stats and arguments especially when you're talking about emotional topics is definitely stigmatized and is rightly so if we're talking about our emotions towards something i think that we can we can simply just say how we feel and say this is how I feel yes it's um you know it's I have extreme feelings towards it um I'm full of anger or I'm terrified I'm allowed to say that about myself mm-hmm. but if I'm simply stating that this is how society is or if I say for example yeah um you know I left Scotland because everybody was a junkie mm-hmm. yes Scotland has a problem with drugs and heroin and cocaine and stuff like that but it's by no means the the main characteristic of Scottish society. If I say, like, no one should move there because literally 90% of people do drugs. Well, I think someone should really pull out some sensible stats Mm -hmm. that have been reliably recorded in this time. Yeah, that's true. Because you can't just say, you can't make claims. If you are basically claiming that you know certain patterns about society, well, you need to back it up somehow. You can't just say, oh, everyone out there is racist. Oh, everyone out there is a junkie. Yeah. You know, oh... Everyone out there is unemployed. No, or I mean, whatever. you need yeah, to back like, it up somehow. What else yeah, apart from stats? That's true because, like, also another friend brought up the thing of like you know only people sort of relying on only opinion pieces these days. Yeah. And there's no sort of proper research being done anymore. Yeah. And then it's just one person's experience and opinion. Exactly. And like we brought up before as well, like everyone has their own truth. So yeah. like the way you will experience that situation will be so different yeah. from how I experience the situation. So exactly. yeah, we have to... So the like, only way you can, like the opposite of one person's opinion is 
many, many people's opinions. Let's say it's one person's versus a million opinions. But what do you do with those million opinions? You record data from them and you make stats. It's simply like, how many people out of this million answered no to this question? 60%. Yeah. That's the stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is more objective and it's sometimes more beneficial to look at the, the generalized feelings, beliefs, or answers of a million people than it is to look at one person's feelings. Absolutely. But we just have this, we're terrified of stats now because we, I guess, like marketing of you stats to, I don't know, bend the rules or convince people yeah. of things yeah. that are, they shouldn't, you know, it's no, lies and even or something like, like to that. be honest, like what. I found problematic or challenging in uni as well was just like often often you didn't get enough information how those stats came about that's problematic and it's up it's up to us to also look into and ask questions though I think it's almost our responsibility you know I think that's often people's that's people's problems with statistics because somebody will say someone's launch into an argument and say oh you know what I really hate this country because because I've heard that most people there think this and they go, someone says, oh, that's outrageous what you just said. Um, how can you say that? Well, I read this article last night and it said 60% people think this. Okay. Yeah. Um, but usually they will somehow, they will somewhere list their, their sources. So if we're going to adopt these views, then we should, it's our responsibility to like actually double check these, mm-hmm. the evidence. Yeah. But that's our responsibility. Yeah. Like they're allowed to list figures and sources. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a legal requirement. Usually that they list sources. Yeah. Especially if it's like this kind of thing. But it's our responsibility to check it. And if we don't check it, if we just start touting it as our as an absolute fact, then that's a problem with the messenger. And you are yeah. a messenger. Yeah. If I start trying to convince someone else of my opinions which are were formed on the basis of stats, then it's my fault as a messenger. It's not the statistics' fault. Yeah. Because the journalists can use they have the the freedom to use stats as they please. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also the responsibility to list them. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. No, I, I hear your point still. And it's like, yeah, for now, it's kind of our only way of coming to some sort of conclusion sometimes. It's the only way. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's it's quite... It could be quite dangerous to rely on just opinions from certain totally. people. Yeah. Okay, I didn't even plan to go into this topic for so long and again I'm sure this is an ongoing conversation with lots of you and this was by no means meant to be like a finite thing or um yeah just a means of starting discussions I think discussions are extremely important yes and feel free to send any resources our way as well um yeah then let's quickly come to our how should we call that actually our weekly you always call it challenge but i think challenge always sounds so like workouty like as if you're like workout obsessed or something <laughs> it's a, a bit like a light ritual every week but it's not quite it's sometimes like it is like a challenge but maybe the opportunity of the week or something every word suggests something it's hard to be that neutral yeah that's true Okay, it still stays with challenge for now. But um, yeah, so we were talking about that last week to try to do some nice things to the people around you. Um, we put the focus on strangers a lot last time. And yeah, again, this like 
inspired me to think a lot about it, which I actually really like about these challenges because, again, we offered a lady to help her with carrying some orange juices she had to buy for her work. So, you know, that was like one of these like situations where it was obvious that you could offer some help to a stranger. But then on the other hand, I was also, when we were visiting family, it also turned out that we spent some more time with my nephew and that was really, really nice and just out of the moment sort of decision. And that kind of reminded me as well, like to be spontaneous and to keep that spontaneous ability to be in the moment. I mean, that also goes together with you helping our neighbor here with her bags up the stairs, you know, and not thinking like, oh, I have to be somewhere. I can't help her now. So yeah, I was thinking that goes a lot with it actually to, yeah, to be able to drop your plans, especially sometimes also like long-term plans, you know, like things you, you are really chasing, like how there's an episode on a gold chaser as well. Um, listen to that one if you're interested but um, yeah if you're chasing those goals then sometimes you can't even see those other opportunities that might come your way and being able to sometimes just change your path in the moment and be like no this person actually needs more of my attention or needs my support it can greatly benefit your personal growth as well through being able to adapt to these things so I really liked sort of thinking about that and yeah it doesn't always have to be strangers. Sometimes that can be your family too. And then another thing, <laughs> I sort of like, yeah, because obviously when we spend lots of time with family, there wasn't so many encounters with strangers. But then these last couple of days, I really tried to make an effort to just smile at people in the street because I always used to do that. But sometimes you kind of forget about it, I think. And it's actually amazing and then again, there's another suggestion for a podcast. If you want the links to it, let me know. I can um, also pop them in the show notes for the next episode. But there's a, another great podcast episode also of Oprah. Yeah, I don't agree with all of it all the time. But I think some of the podcast episodes are really, really good. And there's one with... There was a podcast episode with Sean Ecker, I think. But from the 10th of April 2019, um, I can also pop that maybe in our story or something but yeah there he really talks a lot about like the effect that you can have by just smiling at people so there's like actually again there's scientific studies and research done on that statistics as you might like to call it <laughs> at this point um and yeah it's it's really cool actually to to remember this this is a really easy thing you can do like so there's no real excuse for us to not do this nice thing per week for strangers because a smile can go such a long way. I really noticed that when I put a conscious effort into it. Like today, even like a girl, we smiled so much back and forth. She even said bye to me when she was going out of the shop because we didn't even speak to each other. But it was like across the room, we just smiled at each other. Yeah, it's and just had this as valuable as words really nice moment it's exactly and it, it's a way of communicating absolutely so then I thought you know because at the start I was a bit worried and thought oh I didn't do like a proper thing you know to support like a like a stranger and yet again sometimes it's so easy yeah I mean in this situation you just recalled you basically connected with somebody and gave them your time and attention. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Time, I think that's a pretty awesome thing. Time is probably the most valuable thing in general for everyone. You recognize this These person. days anyway. Yeah. You see them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they feel like, you know, 
we all assume that everybody leads important lives, but they the message they got from you in this moment was basically, I am important enough that this person is seeing me, is cutting through all the noise of their own thoughts and all their stresses and concerns and is seeing me. Yeah. And in this moment, she was more important than anything to you because mm -hmm. you saw her. Yeah. Communicating to her became the most important thing, whether it was for two or five seconds, it yeah. indeed was the case. Yeah. And that just means a lot to people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like a connection of the souls in a way because you look the person in the eye and you yeah, you really see them. Um, and it's also funny though because some people are quite confused when you do that and then you still often like bring them a bit more into the present by doing that. Yeah. I realize, you know, sometimes there's so much in their head and caught up in thoughts, including me often when I'm out and about. So I'm including myself by all means. But um, Yeah, the thing is we're used to being ignored yeah. by the majority now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel when I walk down the street and I pass by a hundred people, I feel like I'm invisible to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I At don't think for one city. second that they really kind of notice what I look like. Uh, yeah. They don't have any thoughts about me. Yeah, they're too busy with their own lives, which is to an extent it's understandable and is yeah. certainly forgivable because I can be the same sometimes. But yeah, it can be sad mm -hmm. when you think that wow, well, what's more important than other people? Totally. Well, what, yeah, they should be. We should all be the most important thing to each other. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we're just nothing. Yeah. Or seemingly. So what about you? I had this really nice encounter yesterday when I was walking back from work. And, you know, again, I was in a rush to get back and make some music. So I felt like I had a time limit in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had like one hour to get home and make some progress or whatnot. But as I was, well, I was passing through the park that uh, runs alongside Gartenstrasse, it's a beautiful little park, which, you know, you're a fan of this place too. Yes, it's Definitely basically my favorite park. It's, it's a bit like... Park. It reminds you a bit of Denmark, so that's why I really like it. Because it feels like a tiny piece of nature within Berlin. It's near Nordbahnhof, so go check it out if you're in Berlin. <laughs> yeah, so I was initially in quite a rush to get home. Um, but then I came across that group of, other, I think they were like a family of Koreans. And they were playing music and sort of, I would say, coming together for religious purposes maybe. I, you know, I didn't understand a word of what they were saying because they were chatting in Korean, but it was beautiful to listen to. And the, the oldest member of the party invited me to observe and kind of be part of it. And I thought, in the first second, I thought, oh, I need to just, you know, push on and get home quickly. Then I thought, nah, I've got to stay. Like, I was invited to be part of this. So I kind of hung around and, and watched and they ended up, um, he sort of translated roughly that what the purpose of their meeting was. And it was sending loving kindness to the world, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and for, for so better nice. hopes for the COVID situation. But they were so passionate and like many of them were crying and they were singing and dancing and you know, it was it was really beautiful. So I, I really felt like I, you know, I needed to honor this like beautiful moment with my time. Yeah. And it was also just interesting. So it was like, you know, partly the, the usual selfish needs kick into, into action. Like I just wanted to see this interesting thing because it was fascinating to me, but I also wanted to give my time. So yeah. I felt like I was doing like a 50-50 thing. Um, yeah, which is interesting. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be that sort of active. It can be like a passive act in well, that they were sense also as well. So happy I was to there support exactly, them. Yeah, they felt like what they were doing was more worthwhile. So yeah. if they feel like that, they're probably they have a greater sense of reward. So there's maybe more incentive to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So it is basically helping. It's like if they're doing it to raise awareness, it's like someone raising money. The more money you raise, the more successful you are. So if they if they're trying to raise awareness, the more awareness they get like the more their goal is achieved. Yeah. So like I'm trying to give them my time, which translates into their feeling of awareness. 
Yeah, it's so, so nice. I, hopefully that qualifies for this. <laughs> Definitely qualifies really, for this. Yeah, Anything cool. would qualify anyway, but that yeah. sounds like a really, really nice encounter you had there. Yeah, it was cool. Beautiful. Okay, and what about your meditation at Alexanderplatz, actually? Did you do that yet? <laughs> yeah, I was there for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we still haven't forgotten about that one, but... I was nearly going to do it near Gesundbrunn Center the other day as well. But there's literally like not a good place. I would sit like, have to sit down on the ground. And I was like, mm, not too sure. I think that's challenge, my friend. Uh, yeah, but then I was like, Alexanderplatz is even like big enough to do something there. You know, like Gesundbrunn Center is this weird like just space in front of like one of the train stations. But... I felt like it was nearly like too small <laughs> for a busy place. I think you should there, cover yourself in breadcrumbs and meditate with all the pigeons on you. Yeah, exactly. It's such like a big pigeon spot. It'd be like a total like... Um, <laughs> Mary always, Poppins moment. Yeah, it, I always get Mary Poppins and Home Alone 2 mixed up because there's like a bird lady no, in both those films. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But the the bigger one is like Mary Poppins, totally I feel like. You bird lady of Berlin. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, man. Yeah. That'd Let's see if that goes viral, huh? Mm-hmm. It will. <laughs> I I will personally share it enough times to make it go viral. Yeah, exactly. I will buy like God knows how many cheap phones and share it, or just okay. why do you need to buy cheap phones and make make accounts? <laughs> that shows my age. I, oh I, dear. I'm of a generation which believes that you need to buy a new phone to open a new account. <laughs> I need I need three computers to make three YouTube accounts. <laughs> Yes, you do, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dear. Okay, I think we're at the end of this episode now. Yeah. But um, can you think of any opportunity slash challenge yeah. for this week? Yeah. Yeah? Let us know. I would say it could be quite fun if you if you ask somebody for a recommendation of something that you should do the following week. And then go and do it. So okay. just take, you know, take a random, well, take a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Just say, what are you up to? What can you recommend that I do next week? Mm. You know, because we tend to do the same thing. Oh, week yeah. in, week out. So if you take a recommendation, it's random. You could open yourself to new possibilities. Oh, that's a really good one. I love it. Pretty risky. Oh, no, that's really good. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Well thought of. Really well done. And let us quickly also share. So one other song of Steve's project, Morven, is up on Spotify. Go check out the link in the description box. And his other jazzy songs, jazzy funky songs will come out next week, hopefully. Oh yeah. Um, It's been a bit of a delay, but I think Steve just makes them better. So that's okay. And then your jazz record of the week, please. Yeah, it's a record called The Trumpet Artistry of Chet Baker by Chet Baker. Yeah, that's really... I always thought it was Shea Baker. <laughs> Shea. Oops. Yeah, I always thought it was Shea Baker. You know, because yeah, like... like E.T. is like, yeah. Something like that. That's so weird. Um, so it's Chet? Chet. Chet. Okay. Yeah. Learn something new again. Yeah, it's... Um, it's um, Ethan Hawke portrayed him in a recent film called Born to be Blue or something like that. Mm. Anyway, I haven't seen it, but it looks cool. Yeah, we want to yeah. watch that. And the record is amazing. I can yeah, really, really nice. recommend that too. So, I mean, we're quite for the 
chilled jazzy sides yeah. so um they're not too avant-garde or experimental for those of you who are more into that side of but jazz. i do have very good taste in jazz um My yeah i think definitely definitely go check that out <laughs> okay well thank you a lot everyone for listening feel free to get in touch with anything that's on your mind and we wish you an amazing week yeah and a merry christmas mm. no that will be there sooner than we think it will but yeah I mean, it's crazy that there's already half a year yeah. of 2020. But anyway, see you next time. Happy New Year. That was dumb. Yeah. Didn't like that one. All right. Okay. Okay, see ya. See you next time. <laughs>